0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. He's going to save your teeth. Call him, 317-849-2933. You know what? Your teeth may be saved otherwise, but he's going to make your visits to the dentist a whole lot more productive and a whole lot more fun. Let's talk about sports. Philip Rivers He's got a bad big toe. And, you know, I would volunteer to be the big toe of the Indianapolis Colts because Phillip Rivers is not always going to be able to be there for us. It's an allusion to stripes. What are you going to do? Uh, but Phillip Rivers has played in 242 consecutive games, so I don't think a big toe is going to keep him down. We saw him on the sidelines on Sunday during the second half, kind of moving around, trying to get comfortable. I didn't know whether it was a foot or an ankle or what it was. Turns out it was a big toe. Is he going to be able to play this Sunday against the Titans? Yeah, he's going to be able to play this Sunday against the Titans. Braden Smith, a different issue. He's got the thumb. They thought that he was going to be able to go with the thumb because they were going to be able to protect it. As it turned out, that didn't come to pass, and so Raven Clark, got the start. And when you see 62 line up on the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts, what do you do? You go, "Ay, ay, aye ay, aye This isn't going to be good, and it never is. The Colts, they finally realized that. They pulled out 62. They put in Chaz Green, and things were a little bit better for the Colts in terms of offensive line play. I hate to say that stuff about Laraven Clark. He's a really, really nice guy. He's a big mammoth guy with long arms. He's got all the physical attributes you would want in a left or right tackle, and yet somehow he just doesn't get the job done. Feet. It's all about feet. Can you move feet? Can you move your base to get in the way of guys on their way to the quarterback? In Lorraven Clark's case, not very often or at least not often enough. Uh, Matt Eberflus is a defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. and So uh, what we see, and this goes for me too. When I watch Colts, when I see them put pressure on the quarterback, I see a defense that can get after people and really cause mayhem. And then what I see the Colts not do is blitz a lot. They are uh, going into the game on Sunday. They ranked fourth from the bottom in terms of frequency of blitzing. You know what? I love blitzing. Blitzing is great, right? You throw six at a quarterback. You bring an extra guy. You bring Kenny Moore from the outside. It's fun. When I played a game called NFL Strategy back in the 70s, this was a cool game. You had these uh, kind of transparent plastic cards that you'd lay. you'd lay the defense over the top of the offense. You'd slide them into this slot. You'd uh, flip this little thing that went bing, 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 bing. bing between springs, and it would tell you the result of the play. It was really, really cool. It was so much fun. I blitzed all the time. They had two blitz packages and I think, 16 different defenses. I ran maximum blitz or Sam Will blitz all the time because the results were crazy, right? You either got sacks and 12-yard losses, or you gave up touchdowns, big, giant games. That was cool by me i I liked anything that was fun. that's not the way football works. all right, fans, we like to yell blitz blitz, blitz that's fun, right you don't you don't yell base, base, too deep, too deep. We're not yelling too deep. We yell blitz because it's fun. Matt Eberflus doesn't yell blitz very often, and he gets railed by fans that absolutely want this team to blitz because they look good when they do, right? That's not the way this defense works. And this defense, led by Matt Eberflus, with a bunch of guys, all right? You got one first-rounder. With Malik Hooker hurt, you got DeForest Buckner on this team who was taken in the first round of the draft. Other than that, you got like Justin Houston, uh, Julian Blackman, both third-rounders, Bobby Okereke. Was a third rounder. You got Darius Leonard and Taquan Lewis, who are both second rounders. You've got Danico Autry and Kitty Moore, who are undrafted free agents. You got uh, Walker, who I think was a fifth rounder. You got a bunch of guys. And yet, this team is in the top five defensively in the NFL in every meaningful category. And still, we yell about Matt Eberflus like he's some dunderheaded oaf who is managing a defense at the very bottom of the statistical rankings in the NFL. What in the hell is the matter with us? Are we crazy people? Matt Eberflus knows how to do his job. And I'm not yelling at you. Like, I I was listening to the Dan Dockett show yesterday on 107.5 The Fan here in Indianapolis. And people are calling in and saying, my God, we've got to blitz more often. Did you see what happened in the first half? Very little blitzing. And we got gashed, and all of a sudden, we're down 28-14. Then we blitz in the second half, and good things happen, and I get it. When you look at the scoring totals during the first half of games, the Colts, they allow 13 points a game on average in the first half. In the second half, that number drops to 7.8. So the second half adjustments really work well, and in a lot of cases, that means blitzing. That doesn't mean that Matt Eberflus is an idiot. That means that Matt Eberflus is a smart guy who adjusts correctly to the situation and causes mayhem during the second half. Would you feel better if the numbers were flipped? If the numbers were flipped and and the Colts came out hot and held opponents to 7.8 points per first half and then all of a sudden gave up 13 in the second half for a total of 20.8, right? We would be furious. These are the, the, the halftime adjustments. Well, what are we doing? This is heresy. This is craziness. That's not who we want to be as fans. It's not about 13 and 7.8. It's about the 20.8. And what that's caused is this Indianapolis Colts team being 7-3. and three. Do you think, in your wildest dreams, this team with that roster is somehow better or should be better than seven and three? If you do, you're crazy. Phillip Rivers, over his last 10 years in San Diego and Los Angeles, under 500 as a starting quarterback for the Chargers. That tells you something. There's nothing more important than quarterback playing. Phillip Rivers has been really good for the Colts with a couple of exceptions, but that's the way it goes. Look at Tom Brady. He lost last night, right? Tom Brady's going to have bad games. He's 43, but he's going to have bad games. Phillip Rivers is going to have bad games. That's the way it goes. We hope none of them occur in January. This team is going to go as far as its defense takes it, and so far that defense has taken this team to 7-3 and three, with consecutive wins over the Titans and the Packers. That is not bad. Both those teams, 7-3 and three also. This is a team that can beat good teams because that defense can play really, really well. What Matt Eberflus does really well is ingrain in his defensive players principles of defense like running to the football and securing the ball carrier, all right? There are not a lot of missed tackles with the Colts. There are not a lot of missed assignments, and there's nobody on the weak side who's not busting ass to try to get to the football that counts for something. Let's stop writing Matt Eberflus and let's start applauding this guy a little bit. I mean, golly. Blitz! Blitz him! What are you out of your mind? Stop it. Just stop it. and understand that Matt Eberflus knows more about defensive football than you do or I do. Um, Let's talk about college hoops tomorrow. Butler, is going to host Western Michigan at Henkel Fieldhouse. The number of fans that are going to be allowed has dropped from 2,275, which is uh, 25% of the capacity of the fieldhouse. That's what they announced was going to be allowed. Now it's down to 1,500. So there you go. And then maybe for the second game, it's going to be ratcheted up to 2,000. The head coach for Tennessee Tech has tested positive for COVID. So in Tennessee Tech travels to Bloomington today, they're going to be without their head coach. They're going to be, there's going to be a rapid result test administered to both teams, both today and tomorrow. If everything goes the way it should and the way we hope it does, the Indiana-Tennessee Tech game is going to proceed as scheduled. If not, that game's in peril. That the head coach tested positive, you would expect that perhaps others will test positive That would not be, I mean, we're just a day away. Can we get some college basketball? Can we get Indiana on the floor and see what Trace Jackson Davis is going to look like as a sophomore? This is going to happen throughout the season. You know, uh, until the vaccine's deployed, it's going to be a crapshoot as to whether games are going to be played. That's just the way it is. You're going to have teams that test positive and all of a sudden games are going to be canceled or scrubbed. And other opponents are going to try to be found, and it's going to be mayhem. It's it's really like, all right, now what do we do? It's a new normal, I guess, which I hope becomes the old normal really, really soon. And we, we go back to the way things were, because this is just, this is crazy. Like, no schedule. Schedules don't mean anything. When was the last time you had a game canceled, for God's sake, you know? Uh, Jed Hoyer has signed a five-year extension with the Chicago Cubs to become the president of, base, of baseball operations, and this is a weird time for the Cubs. Cubs don't want to go over the luxury tax threshold, which is uh, at 210000000 million. They're $32 million-ish short of the luxury tax threshold right now. They're going to have to pay some guys via arbitration a little bit more than they made last year, and... There's a potential of trades, there's a potential of free agents coming in, but they don't want to go over that 210 because Ricketts doesn't want to go into his pocket. Ricketts wants you to go into your pocket to put money in his pocket, but he doesn't want to go into his pocket to pay those guys to play baseball. And so, at some point this year, either the Cubs are going to make some trades, and that could happen sooner rather than later. They got three really important free agents coming up on the expiration of their initial contract. Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, and Kyle Schwarber. Those three guys are not going to be back, lock, stock, and barrel, because they're going to want to make money. And the Cubs are not going to want to pay that money, the money that those guys are due. So some of of those guys are going to go out the door, and others are going to come back in. And given their statistics this past regular season, you know what? Hell, I can go hit 208. You know what I mean? Or 195. I'm going to have an OPS in the 500s, for God's sake. We'll see what the Cubs do. We want the Cubs to be good. We want Schwarber and Bryant and Baez to be what they were back in 2016 and 17. And in Schwarber's case, in 2019. Is that going to come to pass? Or are the Cubs better off dealing them for... uh, for you know youth and to build that minor league system in the way it was in the early part of the 2010s, which led to the 2016 World championship. We'll see. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? I feel like we're a little bit down today. I feel like, you know, it, this was a breakfast of admonishment and of concern rather than uh, a, a breakfast of joy which is what it should have been. It should have been joy, 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 down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. We've got the joy, 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 joy. That's what it should be. If I brought you down this morning, I apologize for that. Let's celebrate some birthdays, though. Gavin Good, happy birthday, Greg Emmert. I don't know if he's any relation to the uh, Mark Emmert, who's the head of the NCAA. He may be. Jason Strain, happy birthday. Deborah Joe Endresard, celebrating a birthday. John Hafner, happy birthday. The great John Kessler, celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to John. Uh, still recovering, and I hope getting better and better and better after a miserable bike wreck down on the Monon Trail. Uh, Dave Marin, happy birthday. Mike Klein, happy birthday. Rick Bakos and Laura Ponce, happy birthday. You know what? If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If today's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. And then I want to remind you, hey, yesterday we previewed the 5A state championship game uh, between Cathedral and Zionsville. We did that with Bill Peebles and, uh, and Nathan McCahill, the quarterback for the Indianapolis, fi- or Indianapolis Cathedral Fighting Irish, uh, Bill Peebles, of course, the coach. Today we're gonna to preview one of the games. 6A is uh, uh Center Grove and Westfield. Might talk to both those coaches today. Might do that, might also talk to Matt Eberflus and apologize on behalf of the city of Indianapolis and Colts fans everywhere for riding him so damn hard for not blitzing enough when he's got a top five defense. What are we doing? Honest to God, gotta get back to the joy. Joy, 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 down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart.